This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I am just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Very excited. Today, I have uh, the wonderful Ryan Mason. Ryan is an athletic director at Bella Vista Prep and also a fellow podcast host of Shisha Stories. Ryan, how you doing today, bud? I'm really good. I'm really good. Early on my side, but really good. Oh, yeah. What time is it over there for you? Um, About nine. Nine. Not too early, but, you know, still morning. Still coffee. (laughs) It's morning. It's morning. Take your time. Hopefully, this conversation will uh, <laughs> wake you up a little bit. But thank you for joining me. Um, for those thank who you for don't, me. yeah. For those who don't know, um, Ryan and I met on a, in a production job. Um, you know, he was my audio guy. Um, so, and we we like on the job. I felt like you know we're we're on a very small bench together, and we're just always like just chatting away like over comms and. I found that like dating and relationships always just seemed to be a hot topic that kept coming up. So very excited to talk with you today about that subject. Awesome. I'm excited too. I can't wait. <laughs> Sweet. So let's get into it. Um, we'll start kind of from the beginning. You know, how were you taught to love growing up and, you know, how were you loved by your caregivers? Um, I think I was taught to love in a very, I would say, not harsh way, but in a, an aggressive way. Um, you know, my mother and father, well, my mother was very kind of stern um, early on in childhood and then kind of eased up as I got older. Um, and then my father was very, uh, you know, just like a dad, <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, that's fine. You can do whatever, like, you know, Oh, it doesn't matter where my mom was kind of the disciplinarian. So she would all, I would always think like I had the the mean mom, but really she was really just helping structure me in the way that I needed to um, love wise. So when it came to women or anything like that, she was very like opinionated early, Mm. even even up until now in my thirties. Got it. Would you say she was uh positively opinionated or was she a little bit more like judgmental or you know just very I mean she's got a sharp eye right like it sounds like yeah she's got a sharp eye she doesn't hold back um she's gonna tell you her opinion um but she's very kind in doing so so she's doing this all with a smile on her face right like when mm. she's like, you know, I just don't know. And then it'll be something that cuts deep and it's like, oh, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, she was, she was great. That's it's awesome. what I needed. Gotcha. Yeah, moms will definitely do that. They find a way to get right to it. Um, I feel that. Um, so then when you got into like early dating days, um, how was how was that transition? You know, how who were you in your relationships um, and how was dating for you? Um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like my, my Zodiac sign, I'm a Pisces. So like, I'm very go with the flow mellow. Um, so I've had to learn in relationships, I think to be a little bit more, uh, 
I would say assertive in terms of expressing how I, I feel or how I want. Like typically I'll just go with the flow. Like that's what I do. Uh, easy sailing, easy going. I try not to cause a lot of waves. I'm not a big arguer. So I think, you know, my background is and my mom being, you know, kind of more aggressive in that sense has kind of, I've had to learn to adapt some of that into mine and be, you know, express, not necessarily aggressive, but express how I feel more as opposed to just even killed all the time. Do you think a lot of that um, even killness comes from your dad or were there other male figures in your life that you were kind of seeing that from? I, I just think it's my natural personality. Like I'm like that in general, like in any type of relationship, whether it be a friendship or anything like that. I'm not a big, like, I don't, I don't require a lot of energy from other people. There's certain people that I feel like require energy, like to be their friend. It's like, all right, we're going out tonight. This is going to be one of those nights. I'm kind of easy. <laughs> I'm kind of easy going. If you're going out or hanging out with me, it's going to be kind of chill. So like, it's going to be relaxed. Got Nothing it. Crazy. And how would you say women responded to that? Um, because I definitely feel like I'm the type of person that needs a little bit of energy. I need to see a little bit of effort there. Um, and so yeah. the more kind of laid back people, like I, I'll keep them as friends and everything. But for me, I just like there's attraction or, you know, in, when I see interest in a very tangible, clear way, it's it's a more it's a higher draw for me. So I don't know how how, how do you how do you think uh, women have sort of respond to this kind of more laid back nature? You know, it's crazy. It fits some and it doesn't fit others. I've seen a lot more where it's like you just said, where it's like, I'm too laid back. I am too, like, you don't show me that you care enough. Yeah, so, yeah, that that's kind of what it is. Like, I, I feel like that is, uh, that's been a little bit um, tough. That's been a little bit tough. So I, I, I'm working on that. Gotcha. So how do you show love? Like what's, what's your love language? Um, my love, I would say my love language is probably, um, I think touch. Um, I think physical touch is probably, I would say my love language. I think I have a combination of a lot of, them. I do, um, I do, I do enjoy thoughtfulness. So mm -hmm. gifts are not necessarily grand gifts because I don't like people to buy me stuff, but the idea of thinking about me. So gifts could be one as well. So I would say those two. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, and how are you dating today? Are you dating? Like, do you, are you on the apps? Do you like in person? You know, you know what? I am, I am dating. I'm more active dating than I've probably ever been because I, I have confession, I may or may not be a serial dater. Really? Um, Whoa, yeah. where did, where, why do you think that is? Where's that coming from? Well, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I like places. Like, I like trying new food places and lounges and cocktail bars and different things like that. So, 
I do think there is a certain aesthetic that I like to have with me when I'm doing so. So, um, so yeah, I go out probably on a lot of dates because I can probably afford to uh, more than I have in the past. <laughs> um, obviously, my New York time notwithstanding, <laughs> but yeah, I I can I can um I can definitely afford to now. So it's you know I've you know I'm casually going on dates weekly maybe. Look at you That's out the, here! I see hey, you out you here. Know, I'm trying- <laughs> Trying to trying to meet trying to meet more people, meet new people. Um, you asked about the apps. I am not on any of those apps. Uh, I think that Instagram is all the uh, dating app that you need. I've learned. Like I tried it once. I think I tried. Was it Bumble? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I was just like, I wasn't getting anything from. Them. I was like, from a. There are more pictures on Instagram. There's more stuff that has to do with your personality. If you follow someone's story and, you know, their interactions day to day, you find out a lot of times, especially these days, because there's so much content on there. You find out like their beliefs, like what they believe in, like activism or like, you know, things that can also be attractive. So I'll be, I'll be like, oh, you know, that, that good follow for two weeks will let me know <laughs> enough if I want if I want to entertain this. Got it. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do think that Instagram is becoming an interesting thing in that, like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, too, of, like, it's almost like a digital business card in a way, like, we're exchanging our Instagrams now instead of, like, you know, our, our, our phone numbers. Um, and I think you're right. Like, it does kind of give this sort of condensed picture of, you know, who what their people are interested in and what you know, what they're, what's, what they're passionate about. Um, At the same time, though, we all know that there, there can be a a bit of a lie to social media as well, too, right? Like you, you put out what you want people to see. So do you think that there's like, in terms of like, uh, when you approach it from a dating aspect, is there danger in that? Or is like, how do you play it? Like, how do you know? Of course, I think that that uh, leads to um the intrigue of that necessarily that first date or that first interaction because it's like now you have this image to live up to and uphold right so now what you've been putting out there our interactions have strictly been on this app per se right and then you're now now you have to live up to that i would say when we know that a lot of that stuff is just your highlights or the good things like none of your like People say this all the time. None of your negative attributes are on Instagram. All of your, you, you try to put out all of your positive stuff, right? So, yeah. But I mean, I think even if I compare it to the dating app, what, what negative stuff are you getting from that as well? Like, what are you like? Yeah, you have to live up to those expectations as well. I've seen plenty of people. Yeah, they post their uh, six years ago picture on their dating app. And then now you meet them in person and it's like, whoa, who's that person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and that's just from a physical standpoint, not to mention the other um, things that matter in terms of like intellect and, um, you know, just the kind of person you are. So, I mean, it. it's hit or miss, you know, I've had plenty of misses, so, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, what are some things in a person's like, 
profile that would, you know, be a green flag or just like attract you to want to reach out, see what's there? I'm really big on passion. Um, having something that you're passionate about is very uh, attractive to me. And, and that being what you promote a lot. I like, I like that about a person. Um, I'm also big on uh, taste. Like, like from a lot of different things like like what do you eat like what are you um are you fashionable like what like your taste your you like your like what your you're style, into like, your, not, vibe. your style like a lot your yeah. vibe a lot of things the music you choose like anything can be to me like a track i'm like oh you have really good taste like i like mm. that. i mean and then obviously the physical attraction level is important but i would say those three though i mean that last one's really interesting like, i don't think i've ever really considered that when i was looking i mean like i think i think that's something that's nice if if somebody has you know like a certain style or a certain vibe and it's it's kind of cool or different or whatever but like yeah like thinking about what well one what is my style like what is my taste and right. like um like, can I, like, how, understanding that, so then maybe I can attract more of people who have, like, a similar vibe and taste to me? Because, like, I don't, I'm sure you don't, you, you probably wouldn't be as attracted as somebody who's, like, totally far left or, like, you know, doesn't align with what you like. So I think that that's an important question that I've never really thought about. Like, what's my, I don't yeah, know, like how do you style? I just relate everything on how you fit into my world, right? <laughs> Like, and it, you know, it's like, I don't know how this works. Like, we don't do the same stuff. We don't, we don't like the same thing. So how does that fit with me? Even if you're beautiful, even if you're attractive, um, even if you're a great person, like, when we get around each other, what are we going to talk about? Like, what are we going to, where are we going to, where are we going to go? <laughs> like, what are we going to do? We're gonna. We can't stand it. Stare at a wall together, <laughs> looking at each other the whole time. Yeah. What's going on? Here? Wow. So, yeah, I think that, that that that's important to me. It should be. I mean, that's a very secure kind of mindset too, because like, I I will be the I will be the person who will just say, okay, whatever they're into, I will find a way to be into that as well too. Like, uh, example, you know, I dated a guy who was like really super into comic books. And like, I've never really been into comic books. I never really like was, you know, picked up a comic book before, but because he was so into it and maybe it goes back to that passion as well too, of just like it lit him up and he was like a totally different person. So I was like, okay, I can, I can find things to appreciate about this. And like, I'll start reading comic books that he suggests and stuff. And suddenly I'm just like really like that. Those are our dates. Now we just go to the comic book store every other week and it's like, this is your thing, you know, and you're really into yeah. that. This doesn't really fit totally into my world. Like I'm making space for it. Like I feel like it's a balance of like, yes, I want to make space for your interests or learn something new that I didn't maybe realize I was into. But then also, yeah, that question of like, well, how is this long term like really going to fit into my world if I'm, I don't go to this. I'm not into this every other week, you know, like, yeah. Def definitely a balance. So like mm -hmm. the passion thing. So perfect example. One time I dated a dancer. Um, and I don't dance, I'm not into dance, but I was really attracted to the passion from the dance. But then like, obviously, you know, I'm a basketball coach as well. 
So we kind of bonded where it was like, okay, I'll go to this with you. You you got to come to like Suns game or Lakers game with me. Like, and then, you know, we kind of fed off of each other in terms of those combining those two passions. But I think, yeah, if it becomes one-sided, then yeah, it's not going to work out because it's like, why am I doing this? I don't like this. Like, is this person ever going to do anything that I want to do? So that's important. So yes, definitely the balance. But passion is important. I love it. I, lo I love people who are passionate about certain things, especially the arts. I'm sure. in arts so. Yes, for sure. Um, any best or worst date stories you want to share? Oh, yeah. So um, I'll, I'll, best date stories, art museums. Really? Anytime I've ever gone to a museum, it's literally been the best date, date story. And it started when I was, I want to say, 15 years old. I was in Chicago, the girl I was dating at the time. Chicago has an amazing downtown skyline for anybody that, you know, and we were kids. We walked downtown for about a mile, maybe. We went to the museum. The Field Museum, I believe, at the time on Lakeshore. And, uh, you know, just walked the museum. And it was it was so much fun. I felt like it was... Uh, you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. <laughs> I felt <laughs> like it museum. was like one of the... Yeah. It was one of those uh, type of adventures. I'll never forget it. You know, that was like 20 years ago. And I'll never forget it. It was the most fun I've ever had on a date. Um, worst date stories. And this is where, like, Taste is important. See, you know, callback, as they say in the biz, right? Uh, I had went out with a girl, and she, uh, and this, I, of no fault of hers, um, she just didn't like anything. Like, she didn't like anything. We went to... Um, I want to say like a first Friday event, like in downtown area. And we started out, um, they have street art and, you know, we were talking, she complained about her feet hurting. I explained that we're going to do some walking, but she still chose to wear uncomfortable shoes. Then we got to the restaurant and she just looked at the menu and it was like, it was a sushi restaurant. She was like, um, nothing on here. I was like, well, I explained that we were going to get sushi. She was like, oh, I figured there would be something else on the menu that I would like. And it literally, it literally was like silent the whole time. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like waiting for this to be over and wanting to politely leave. But it was, it was just bad. I, I ended up cutting it short. It was a date that probably could have been four hours. I was home by nine. Like, I, was, I had plans to go to another cocktail spot afterwards. I was like, no, nah, like, get me out of here ASAP. Okay. Um, <laughs> couple the second questions. worst is a, go ahead. Before we go to that, it's a couple questions. So, had you like had conversations before with this person where they expressed things that they liked or interest, or you were just like offering this? This was like a first date or. This was just the first date. Um, it's it was a friend who had told me that 
one of her friends thought I was attractive and thought we would be a good match. And I was like, okay, so, you know, I wouldn't call it a blind date because she's seen me, the girl had followed me on social media, so she had seen, like, kind of my stories. But I didn't know that much about her. She it was very vague from looking at her profile and seeing things that she was interested in, too. I was like, well, you know, you said that you think I'm attractive. Let me invite you into my world and kind of the stuff that I do mm. or kind of stuff that I, I go to. And it was just a complete fail. <laughs> okay. Massive, massive fail. That's fair. I, I do think uh, the friend who connected you probably should have given you a little bit more I don't know, info right. or insight. Like, <laughs> if you think we're right. a good match, like, why? Why do you think uh, that? <laughs> right. Um, and then my other question was, so the date, you're in the date. At what point did you decide, okay, this, this, the night needs to end early. You know, if, if you felt like I just want to leave, like, why didn't you leave? A little bit of that. Um, I didn't leave because I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to. Like, I didn't want them to go back and tell my friend, like, oh, why would you set, this is the worst person you ever set me up, even though I wanted to. Like, you could have set me up with, I just, I wanted to, I was mentally checked out probably dinner by seating at dinner and when the conversation isn't going well. Like, even if the conversation had went well after the food, not having anything to order on the food menu, I would have you know, maybe, you know, okay, cool. But like the conversation was bad as well. It was like really quiet and it was, you know, I'm trying to ask questions. I'm getting one word answers. I'm like, all right, well, those are, to go from here. <laughs> those are the worst dates. I will never forget. I was, um, similar. I was on it. I was, I went, met a guy at a, a coffee shop or something. Um, he was late, so I was already there. I had like just kind of ordered something for myself. He comes and right away, like it's not a good vibe. Like he just sort of gives me this up and down a look of just like, oh God, you know, or like he just wasn't pleased with me from the jump. And so then we get into the date and similar one word responses. He's kind of like looking around, not really asking me any questions, not really answering my questions. And then at one point I look across at another table, this woman who had been sort of sitting there the whole time that I was there, she gave me one of these faces of just like, you know, that look of just like, ooh, I'm so sorry you're going <laughs> through this sorry. right now, you know? Like, and then that was the moment where it's like, okay, I'm not crazy, this is a bad date, even she, this stranger, sees that, and I got up and I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna go home now, and like just left from there. As you uh, should. The worst, please, anybody listening, like if you're not feeling a date, like it, even if you're in the middle of it, and this is part of the reason why, I, I'm not like a big fan of dinner dates either, because you're, you're sort of stuck, you know, like I'm sure you're yes. hungry, you, you wanna eat, the food takes a minute to come. So if the conversation out the jump is just not going anywhere and you're just kind of stuck, it sucks. Um, so, but e even so, like I have been on dates where like, you know, I I've gotten up and I've left and gone to another restaurant by myself because like a girl still got to eat. It's better than just like right. staying in an environment where you are just clearly, this is not a good time. I'm not comfortable. And let's, why are we wasting our energy? Let's keep it moving. I feel you. I in my in my elder age now, I would definitely more likely leave 
Yeah. Elder age. <laughs> Don't say old, that. <laughs> Last question. What has been your biggest lesson in love? Consistently over communicating. Even if it, even if you don't want to hear it anymore, I don't want, I want you to be the person to not, to be responsible. I don't want myself to be responsible for what I didn't share with you. So if I can express things in a way that if this doesn't work, it's not going to work because you had something to tell me or I had something to tell you and we didn't express that if it's not going to work it's because we're not compatible so try to over communicate over express um tell each other how you feel consistently on a day-to-day -day basis now don't text me all day because i hate that but um but can, when we see each other how how are you feeling today like what what's going through your mind like what can i do better what can you do better express those things especially a lot of times we have, we have a sense of what we're doing wrong a lot of times. And I feel like we don't express that to the person that we are, you know, trying to love on. We don't share with them. I feel like I could do this better. And a lot of times it's the same thing that they feel like you can do better. They just haven't expressed it to you. So if you know that you can do that, that puts them at ease more. Like that makes, oh, okay, so you see it. And now we can, now it allows us to work through it. Because a lot of the, um, a lot of things are, um, I relate to, what is it called? Um, perspective. Like a lot of things, we don't get outside of our own individual perspectives. So for, if you can see where someone else is coming from, it makes it much easier to problem solve. So if I, it, okay, I may not feel like I've done that, but I can see where that has affected you. So I, I'm sorry, because that was not my intent. So, and it allows us to work through a lot of things that are workable um, and not let certain things build up. So. Over-communicate, over-express. Yes, do it. Give me all of the all the questions. This is, I think, part of the reason, again, why I started this podcast was to really just ask those questions to myself. So that way, like, I'm understanding, like, what I'm experiencing. But then also when I get into, you know, my next relationship, feeling confident enough to express and share what I'm feeling and what I'm going through um, and asking those same questions of my partner. Because, like, you, you know, that's, I love that. Like, you know, this is where I feel like I'm struggling in the relationship, you know, how do you feel, right? Those little check-ins are always just the best way to kind of grow a relationship. You never want to go off of assumption, right? Because <laughs> you, you usually assume wrong, basically. Yes. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, Ryan, anything else you want to share about with our, our <laughs> listeners? Um, nothing. I mean, not much. I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to start my new season so as an athletic director i have a really large winter sports schedule so i've been taking a step back from podcasting but coming back in march you know my birthday month um we're gonna get back into shisha stories we're gonna get um some a lot of you know interviews with people that are doing really dope things and um 
new hookah lounges that I'll be showing people and you know we're gonna have some fun yeah. with it this season. Can you so, tell us a little bit about what what what's it about? So Future Stories is a podcast that um I started uh right before or right before I left New York. So like twenty or right after so twenty twenty. Um and it's just a hookah based podcast. I you know I enjoy smoking hookah and having conversations. So I was like, I'm going to start filming some of these conversations. And the aesthetic was nice. Um, I found a good lounge to shoot at. And, you know, I, I always like doing interviews. Like, you're very good at it yourself. Good job. Oh, um, but I, I always like doing interviews and talking to people that I felt like are doing really dope things and giving them a platform to um, just show their talents and, and get their stories. Because a lot of people have a lot of interesting stories from different artists to athletes to um, just people and what they're doing in their everyday life. So we bring the person out, you know, I'd order them, explain like, you know, what they're smoking, like what it is, why the flavoring is the way it is when it comes to their, their hookah or their shisha. And then um, have really dope conversations. We started like this, like doing... Um, Instagram lives and now we're going to transition into uh, live podcasting and sitting down with the people and at different lounges so I'm really excited for what this season has to offer that's great be on the where, lookout for that yeah where can people find out find you um so all updates will come from my Instagram rc mason one uh be on the lookout for that in the next month or so as soon as, as soon as the season wraps up i'm i'm exhausted i need a vacation i'm gonna go put my feet in some sand somewhere once this is over and then once i come back we're back to work dope well i can't wait to uh catch up on that and you know maybe we can um cross collaborate in some way if this oh, podcast yeah. is still alive by then um but it'll be alive in march you're <laughs> killing it you're doing a great job I appreciate it. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Ryan. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Healing Through Love. As always, if you have any comments or questions about today's episode, feel free to reach out on social media at solidarity underscore media or head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to learn more. If you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps in extending the reach to anyone and everyone. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, we have some fun polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can submit your answers to. And as always, please share, post, tag us. We are loving the love. Thank you all so much for your continued support. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.